Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we've got a kind of an old school classic Piecing It Together episode. We got our buddy Chad Clinton Freeman back on the show. Of course, he was the very first co-host and probably been on the show more than anybody, I'd imagine. I'd have to add it all up, but uh, always glad to have Chad here. And we are talking about one of Chad's favorite things to talk about, Shia LaBeouf and his new film, Honey Boy. Uh, Honey Boy is a very strange, unique, uh, autobiographical film that Shia LaBeouf wrote about his own experience as a child actor and uh, dealing with his father and uh, the, the fallout of all that. And it's a great movie. It is still out in theaters, so I urge you to go see it. Um, you know, indies like this don't get around too much, but it is playing, uh, and hopefully for another week or two. It's an Amazon original, so it'll be on Amazon Prime very soon, but definitely go seek this one out in the theater. It's uh, definitely worth seeing. So before we get into it, I want to remind you all to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. And of course, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. We'd love to hear what you're thinking of the show. So please come and rate and review us on whichever one of those you like to leave your reviews on. We, we would very much appreciate it, uh, especially as we enter this new year. Uh, we want to keep making the show better for you guys. So uh, you could also, of course, follow us on all the social medias at Piecing Pod. Join the Facebook group Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, and uh, yeah, that, that, that's enough things to uh, remind you to do. I'm sure I'm going to remind you to do all of it again at the end of the episode. So, uh, you know, I'd say we might as well get into this one because we've got a great conversation about Honey Boy coming up. So uh, enjoy it, and thanks as always so much for listening. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by the Golden Tiki. Recently named one of the top tiki bars in the United States by the Food Network and also one of the top 10 best nightlife destinations in Las Vegas by USA Today. They've got great rum, mixed drinks, and of course the Dole Whip. They've got theme nights, DJs, all kinds of fun stuff, including Alan Bud's Oasis, who are two robotic parrots that put on a great show every hour on the hour. So next time you're in Las Vegas, make sure to check out the Golden Tiki on Spring Mountain. Back on the show with us today, we've got Chad Clinton Freeman. How's it going, Chad? Yes, uh, it's going good. I'm excited to be back on. Um, ready to talk about a uh, favorite subject of mine. So, yeah, uh, twice in one year, you are getting <laughs> to be on Piecing It Together talking about 
seriously one of your favorite subjects outside of Batman v Superman. Um, uh. <laughs> we're talking about Shia LaBeouf yep. and uh, his new film, Honey Boy. Uh, where, so I, something I've been asking a lot of people lately when they're on mm-hmm. the show is, uh, you know, when did this get on your radar? Is this something you've been looking forward to for a while? Yeah, definitely. This was uh, one of my, you know, most anticipated movies of the year. So it's uh, one I've been excited for, you know, since uh, the beginning of the year, basically. Sure. I mean, and before that, even when I first heard about the project of I'm doing a movie about himself playing his dad yeah. uh i was sold uh right then so yeah it's bizarre yeah. enough you don't even have to be a fan of him specifically you just have to hear that that synopsis and just be like oh okay um right this, this sounds yeah. weird and cool yeah <laughs> um it, i forget was this on your anticipated list um, yeah it was did that episode it, it was yep, yeah okay. it sure was yep. right yeah on. it was in like the top three or four i think so yeah okay um that that and i would say sense. Yeah, uh, I think I think my I think it was number three because I think I think number one was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then I think Kingsman, which didn't happen this year, uh, but it's next year, and then this one. So I would say that this one um, of the ones I mostly anticipated is definitely by far my uh, favorite one. One out of three ain't bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, right on. Uh, So yeah, let's get into this thing. Uh, This Mm -hmm. is a it's a very interesting, strange kind of movie, um, but oh, yeah, I definitely. I I love what he did, and I I love the year that Shia has been having. Um, oh and yeah, it was great talking about Peanut Butter Falcon a few months ago, and I I really excited to see him doing such interesting stuff. And I think uh, I know we talked a little beforehand that we don't have a lot of puzzle pieces on this one. I think partially because it's such a unique film. Uh, but, you know, why don't we jump into whatever you got first? Because, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about the uniqueness and strangeness of the movie as we're going through puzzle pieces. Right. Well, uh, you know what? I mean, I'm going to uh, jump into one of them that I think um, I was just, you know, because it is so unique of uh, a movie with somebody playing somebody from their life and it's about their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and the movie that came to mind for me was uh, the Howard Stern movie, Private Parts, where, you know, at the time, you know, it was like something that nobody had ever done. Sure. Um, he, uh, Howard Stern, played himself in a movie about himself. Um, <laughs> so I, I think that that movie really was, uh, you know, the the film that kind of opened the door for people to even be like accepting to uh, a movie like this. I think this year with Rocket Man. Um, you know, the fact that Elton John actually, you know, was part of uh, the making of uh, Rocket Man, you sure. know, one of the big producers behind it. I think that um, really we're, we're kind of seeing the uh, the uh, echo effects of private parts all these years later. Um, you know, it's it's more accepted and 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 still this one's a little it's a little strange because, you know, I mean, he's playing his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but but at the same time, I, I you know, I think uh, Private Parts is one of those movies that I think everybody loved when it came out, even the critics. But it's one that's kind of, you know, been been forgotten about a lot. of Yes. Yeah. But but I think in, in many ways, um, you know, it it uh, 
is uh, laid the foundation, you know, for a movie like this to happen. I so. absolutely agree, and I, 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 I'm surprised I didn't think of that when thinking about Puzzle Bees because it is, it, it, I, I guess it's difficult to like really try to imagine who has played themselves or like right. some version of themselves, right. you know, who has the audacity to do that. And Oh yeah. Howard right. Stern has the audacity to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that's a great first puzzle piece to kick this thing off. And yeah, I mean, playing his own uh, father is, is such a, an interesting idea. And I think, I think uh, Howard Stern himself, you know, aside from just, you know, documenting his whole rise to stardom and everything, I mean, I think it does act a little bit as his own little bit of self-therapy as well, which is, of course, right. of course, what Shia LaBeouf is doing here. Right. Yeah. No, yeah, totally. Um, and, I mean, that's that's the other thing, is that, I mean, with private parts, private parts, like I said, it, it worked and and strangely somehow it worked mm -hmm. and it didn't come off as uh self-indulgent i mean it actually came off as sincere and i think this one as well i mean it it really it it's a very heartfelt movie it comes off as sincere it's not um you know shia doesn't play the 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 victim card here mm -hmm. and he doesn't play the blame game really um i mean seriously this to me was just uh, I mean, very much a, um, almost like a love letter to his father. Um, and from what I understand, his father actually is eating this up. Yeah. Uh, he, he loves this movie. He loves the fact that he's, uh, put out there in this way. And, and really, I mean, I, I in doing a little looking, uh, about his dad, um, he really, let him off easy. Uh, his dad is a way worse guy. Somehow I figured that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all, everything in the movie is true and more, more so. Um, I mean, cause that's the thing is like, I, I think the physical abuse was way worse. Mm -hmm. Um, we only seen like one scene of that, I think in the film. Um, and that was an ongoing thing. Um, and I think, uh, you know, it, it does mention that his dad is a, a felon. His dad was, a a, a, a you know, a sex offender mm -hmm. and his dad basically, uh, physically assaulted a lot of people, um, including, uh, people on this like set of uh the the disney show even oh, stevens boy. uh yeah so <laughs> so yeah but he and he really did grow a marijuana on the side of the road so uh awesome. everything in there is actually true and i think uh it it really uh is more of a loving portrayal though of, yeah of his dad than for trying to you know, blame his dad or trying to, like I said, play like the victim game. And I, th I think that probably has a lot to do with the, uh, like the therapy and everything that he's going right. through right now. I mean, he's not trying to go at it from a negative point of view. He's trying to go, go at it in the positive and, and right. look at the, the positive aspects of that upbringing. And, uh, right. so it makes a lot of sense in that respect. Um, but right on. Yeah. And I, I, that's, I'm really interested to dig into some articles after this. I was, I was specifically waiting until we finish recording this um because i, I want to know more about the true story and so it's going to be really interesting to uh to dig into some of that uh but i'll jump into my first puzzle piece mm -hmm. and uh so it's it's weird you know in some ways i could almost say uh that with the movie birdman 
Um, <laughs> first of all, the movie itself is very much skewering the, uh, you know, the narcissism of these actor types and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it, in some ways, I look at it as both the Michael Keaton and the Edward Norton characters both mm-hmm. being Shia LaBeouf here. But then I also yeah. look at it like each of them being separate aspects of both the Shia character and the dad character, you know, and, and so it's like, you're almost getting two different levels of mixing up those two kinds of personalities, those two types of, of full of themselves, insane actors, you know? Mm-hmm. And, right. uh, and, and so, you know, Birdman, love it or hate it, uh, you know, goes into that, that behind the scenes of Hollywood and just the, the, the total, I mean, I already used the word narcissistic, but that is the word to use, you know, right. the narcissism of the, of these, these actors and they're just total asshole tendencies and, and just the craziness, the, 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 of their life behind all of that. And just, everything that's going into all that. And so, uh, yeah, I thought of Birdman for my first puzzle piece. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. Uh, Bird, Birdman is a, is a good one. Uh, you know, I, I remember loving uh, Birdman when it first came out, and I haven't actually revisited it since then. But um, I know um, you and Josh uh, talked about it during the uh, uh, Her Smell episode. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I loved Her Smell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, in a way, I guess you could kind of throw that one as a, a, a tagalon uh, with, uh, with Birdman. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, I would say this is one of those movies that is a lot like those two in that it is more so than a movie. It's, it's kind of just an experience in a way. Sure. Um, it's, 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 which to me feels very documentary. Mm -hmm. It, It, it's, it's throwing you into, uh, basically two different time periods at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what's interesting is that the, the director, uh, of course, uh, I believe all she's done prior to this is documentary uh, work. Right. Um, and I, and I think that that worked really well though. Uh, but yeah, it definitely it's, um, it's, it's, it's more about um, throwing you into the experience, um, this chaos, um, then, uh, you know, a story per se. And all credit due to that director, Alma Harrell, I believe uh, her name is, um, for, for keeping this from going completely in the self-indulgent direction, which it so easily could have done, but she kept this thing, uh, interesting and fun and just, you know, despite all of the dysfunction on screen, um, um, she she really kept this thing uh, a great film, and yeah, I mean, I think uh, of there's a lot of conversation right now about the Globes not nominating any women. I think she's first on the list this year as far as one that should have been. Right. You yeah. Know? Well, and, and the thing is, is uh, as as far as her specifically, what she brought to the story, it's interesting that the way this film is structured, evidently that was totally her. She. This was an, a linear story, uh, and I don't even see how it would have played out linear. Right. Um, yeah. It. Uh, she's the one that said that no, we've got to we've got to make this a non-linear story and flash back and forth between the two. I don't even know how you would have this as a linear film. Right. But uh, that's part of the, the 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 brilliance of it of cutting back and forth between the the two time periods. Uh, but no, yeah, and, and you said fun, and and that is a weird, again, that's what's so weird about this movie, is that I, I, I felt like this movie was 
was fun. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was sweet, yep. even. And it's so like it's so weird to say those things about a movie that's basically about abuse. Yeah, an abusive father son relationship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, it's such a it's such a, a, a bizarre movie. It yeah, really is. It absolutely is. Well, uh, what do you got for your next piece? Well, I, I guess the kind of uh, tackle on on onto that same kind of thought there. Um, um, I was thinking, you know, this obviously made me think of uh, other child actors and and whatnot, like uh, mm-hmm. Macaulay Culkin and you know Corey Feldman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people that obviously you know got really screwed up from their childhoods, and you and you wonder what they went through and how how that. Uh, you know how it played out and i think you you kind of get an idea with this film and and one of the movies though that it reminded me of um it's it's different in a way but similar and that's uh i tanya which um you know tanya harding she's somebody who came from um you know uh just nothing but basically a, a world of abuse uh and total you know terrible terrible parenting um and uh of course uh it's almost like she became this weird product of it and she became a great athlete but at the same same time a totally screwed up person and the same thing with shia of how you know he really is this uh talented actor um he's done some great things in his you know his career so far mm-hmm. and i think he's he's gonna be doing even you know bigger and better i think especially after this year um but uh tanya harding you know it was just that uh it's almost like she grew up in a a world where uh abuse was all she knew and that's all that she expected and i think that's kind of in a way what uh you know where where shia came from sure and um and that's you know his his dad's an alcoholic, and then uh, of course he became an alcoholic. His dad's uh, uh, had uh, you know uh, PTSD, and ends up passing that along to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of uh, abuse works that way it's in cycles uh, with families. And and this movie is about coming to this place to where you even realize that cycle's there. Yeah, and you you know you 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 learn forgiveness and try to figure out how to break that cycle sure. but i think i i think tanya hart in, in in many ways uh i think that's where she came from as well and i think you know that movie i tanya um it shows a, a lot of that about uh you know a lot of people said that you know that movie um it it it, it, it felt almost like it was the oh poor tanya's the victim I never got that, but some people do. But this right. one, I think, is less so than even that, though. Because, again, I think in a lot of ways, it, things were toned down when they could have been, like, ramped up. Sure. Uh, so, anyways. Yeah. Um, I, I, Tanya, a great movie. Uh, and, great I, movie. and, again, dysfunctional family and, uh, you know, abuse. And then also, you know, the, the molding somehow of this very talented person from that. Sure. Well. 
Yeah, and I think uh, everything you're saying there, I absolutely agree. I, I thought about using Itania as a puzzle piece, actually. Uh, I did not put it on my list, but um, I definitely thought about it also because of just the general tone of the movie. I mean, it just oh, yeah. it feels yeah. like a companion piece. It really has that same right. that same level of dark comedy, same level right. of of just there's so much just sad abuse, but at the same time, it's funny. You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, see, that's the thing is that, like, I, I, I know, uh, we, we always joke about, uh, Shia about, uh, you know, in his, uh, his new movie, is he, is he dirty? Is yeah. he, is he greasy? Is he grimy? <laughs> is he filthy? And, uh, and he, and he, and he always is, of course, mm-hmm, of uh, course. cause that's Shia. And, and, and that's the thing is that I think this movie, though, in a lot of ways is, a, is, is like overall a good representation of him because he is like, just dirty and 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 just like I, there's something you know filthy and and greasy about him mm-hmm. as a person and there's something also very just smart ass about him oh yeah who who there's a there's a scene in here that I, that i felt hit 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 shia perfectly on the head uh it was a scene where the uh therapist told uh uh, Otis, which is the you know the name of uh, the character in the movie, yeah, the stand-in Shia. for Shia LaBeouf, right? Yeah. yeah, he tells Otis to go out into the woods and to 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 basically scream and yell, you know, to get up all this you know anger and hostility out of him. Yeah, and he does that, and then he comes back and he he basically you know, hey, I want to I want to thank you for for telling me to do that, and the guy's like, I don't know if you're like being serious or or what's going on here and then there's a weird moment of like he otis like gets pissed off and then leaves and slams the door and i'm just like that that whole thing that to me that summed up shia LaBeouf perfectly yeah that just moment there and then also just the whole just like the weird like dirtiness of this whole movie as well yeah i mean um in, in a lot of ways it just it just captures his spirit um, speaking of speaking of that dirtiness, uh, the fact that uh, you know they they live across the street from you know the prostitutes and and right. the, the girl basically you know is you know it's basically assault. I mean, <laughs> right, you know, but, right, right. but I I don't think anybody's complaining about that though. The way they complained about mid nineties uh, last year, <laughs> you know, right? Well, well, they left it more open ended with this anyway. Yeah, and and then. I mean, that and that stuff. Yeah. So I, I remember the the first scene with them too, and he pulls out the money. Mm-hmm. I was just like, like I don't know. It was that 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 moment just hit me so weird. Yeah. Because because I mean, here's the thing: is that you, you've got this kid who who totally he's he's not a kid at all. I mean, he's he's the he's the parental figure in the, in the relationship totally. with the dad. Totally. And then here he is basically buying people to be his friend in a way. It's just like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's very, it's very, just like heartbreaking on one level. And at the same time, it's just like, I don't know. It's just like, I, I remember the, that first scene with him and the girl and he pulls out the money. I was just like, uh, <laughs> but Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to go for another piece, and uh, you you mentioned uh, PTSD while you were talking about that last one, and uh, so I was trying to think of a movie, and I feel like the piece that I'm about to bring up, there's probably a much better one that would fit a little bit better, but I was trying to think of a movie that dealt with a form of PTSD that is not war-related, 
that that is you know comes I from I think I know what movie you're going to say cuz I, I think it's on my list. I wonder if it is uh but I <laughs> the one I'm going to bring up is Short Term 12. Is that it? Oh, no, not the one. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, anyway, I, another great movie filled with great young actors. Uh of course Brie Larson and and so many other right. uh people um Keith Stanfield, but um but uh, yeah, you know, it's just a movie that deals with just, you know, these these kids who've just been through so much and, you know, they're trying their best, you know, to get help and to, uh, you know, to get the help they need and to grow. And, uh, you know, Otis, you know, he, he really is trying to get better, you know, after this right. after this ridiculous upbringing that's like hard to even imagine from an outsider. Right. Yeah. What, what's the yeah. what's the one that you have? I, I was thinking Whiplash. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. That's actually, it's just that a, makes sense. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, it's just, a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a movie about uh, abuse uh, in some regards. I mean, and, uh, you know, about pressure on somebody, you know, uh, that just should not be there. Sure. Um, and uh, it's a strange, though, kind of almost... Uh, not really loving abuse, but I mean, almost kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of almost the same thing as like the, the Tanya Harding thing or, or like Michael Jackson even. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, uh yeah, I, I thought for sure you were going to say whiplash, which which is funny because where I even came to whiplash was, uh, Miles Teller. He, he's one that, uh, I, I'm a fan of as well, quite a bit. And, um, the movie he did, which is the war, uh, uh, PTSD movie. Uh, thank you for your service. It's very much structured a lot like this film. Hmm. Um, the the way it cuts back and forth from uh, you see the after effect of 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 the broken person, and then you see the uh, you know the trauma unfold, um, and it cuts back and forth in between those. Um, and I, so I think structurally it's, it's a lot like, uh, thank you for your service. And then, um, I, I, and it just, of course I, I thought of Miles Teller. I was like whiplash. I was like, yeah, right. you know, the, um, the, uh, what's his name? The, who, who's the guy in that? The, the, the guy that's always angry screaming. Oh, JK um, Simmons. Yeah. 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 There we go. So, uh, it, it's, it's a lot different. But uh, at the same time, there there is some similarities in regards to uh, the the. I mean, the thing is, is is it's actually pretty amazing that uh, Shia became the uh, great actor he is because his uh, his dad his dad wasn't really pushing him <laughs> to, to be like um, the best he could be or anything like uh, you know the characters being pushed in, in Whiplash. Mm-hmm. He's just basically pushing him. It's like, sure. you know what I mean? Um, uh, the only time he's even pushing him uh, acting-wise, it's like, because he, he wants him to, to do something like totally, you know, silly and obscure that he wants him to do. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> the scene with the flare your nostrils more. Uh, and and I'm not, I'm not going to go to bed until, you, you're not going to go to bed until you make me laugh. And yeah, I yeah. Just like, um, Anyway, he's his dad's basically just totally ape shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's basically what I took from the movie. Sure, but uh, yeah, um, I think more so than the uh, uh like uh, pressure from his dad, I think he just somehow 
um, decided at a very early age that, uh, you know, he, he was going to do something. Because uh, here's the thing, some of the stuff that they, that they didn't go into with the movie that I find interesting that I, I was actually surprised was not covered in some way. But when Shia was actually four years old, him and his family had a hot dog stand and they would go around and evidently Shia wanted to uh, be a comedian and he would just like basically entertain audiences and try to get them to buy their hot dogs. Huh. And then they went bankrupt with this business. And then Shia like became a stand-up comedian at like, like four or five years old or wow. something crazy yeah yeah and 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 even he 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 got his first uh job um i i don't know if it was the disney job or, or what it was but he basically called a prank phone call at like 10 years old or something and was saying that he was the agent of shia and was giving like a phony british accent and oh you've got to meet this kid and it was him doing it wasn't there a movie <laughs> where somebody did that i'm trying to remember I, that seems I don't so know. familiar there, 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 there might be but anyway this supposedly happened so uh <laughs> i should do that <laughs> with this podcast I, I should interview there's... famous directors but it's just me doing the other voice <laughs> <laughs> so there's all kinds of just crazy wackiness like from the get-go of 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 this this you know kid yeah but, Anyway, so we get a Honey Boy prequel with more more stories, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, all right. So we got two Miles Teller for the price of one. There, I like that. <laughs> right. Um, well, I will go to another piece then. Uh, and uh, so you know, continuing on the the same uh, kind of path that we're on here, uh, I thought of the Royal Tenenbaum. Um, and just the, 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 the coming to the realization of what a piece of shit your father is, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And, and just right. the, the damage that he's done and never having really like put two and two together until this moment. And it's like, you know, just, just finally having that realization. And right. so, so that's, I thought of that. And, and, you know, of course, uh, you know, Shia plays a great version of his own father. I, I could only assume. I mean, certainly the performance is great, and I mean, there's there's few better dirtbag dads in movie history than Gene Hackman, right? <laughs> in the Royal Tenenbaums. So, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it it it, it makes me wonder because you know uh, how Shia evidently lied to his dad and told him Mel Gibson was going to play him in the movie. <laughs> I forgot uh, about that. That rules. <laughs> which, yeah, yeah, which. <laughs> I mean, it kind of makes me want to see the version that Mel Gibson was the dad. Oh my god! But, uh, yeah, maybe that maybe they do a sequel with uh, <laughs> Mel Gibson as the dad and Shia plays himself. Oh my god! Now that is a movie I want to see. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh man. Well, what do you but, what do you got up next? Uh, well, I I got one I actually thought of uh, that uh, I actually rewatched because it is on uh, Prime Video. Um, and that's, uh, the, uh, another, uh, woman director film. Um, it was, uh, Asia Argento. Um, I think it's the only film she's directed. I actually know. I think she did direct another one, but, uh, the heart is deceit, deceitful above all things. Um, hmm. which is a very, very just like heartbreaking, devastating movie about childhood abuse. Um, it uh it's just basically uh it's like a, a very very dark 
bleak movie. It's a, it, it's really well done though. And it's got a lot of interesting um, cameos that I didn't remember. Like, I mean, Marilyn Manson's in it and uh, uh, Jeremy Renner's in it. Um, there's like all these people pop out. I'm like, I don't even remember them being in it, but hmm. uh, it's uh, a mother and son uh, relationship. And it's almost like, uh the mother she had the the son at a young age and then the the kid got taken away went into the foster care system and actually ended up with some decent families but for whatever reason she decides she wants to get the kid back when she's 23 and it's almost like she makes it her life you know ambition to make this kid's life hell huh. uh it's a very very it's it was it was a movie that was supposedly uh supposed to be a true story that ended up ended up being i guess uh, uh the book that it's based off of was actually it came out later that it was the fabrication oh wow that it, it that it is not you know for real but um it's it, it's a good movie it's a it's a hard movie to watch though because it's just a very dark and devastating and anything you can imagine possible having happening to a kid basically happened to this boy um but uh there's still just that weird uh uh relationship at times that uh, uh one of you know when you're when you're a kid when it's your parent i mean even if your parent is totally fucked up you know it's like that's your parent. Yeah, you, you know look at I mean? you look at them and you're like, "That's my parent." That's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I mean, in this one, um, at least he's like, you know, it, it, there's a, a a realization that Otis has, you know, when they're in the motel, like, "Hey, Dad, um, I kind of want you to be a dad." Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm paying you to be here, you know, and it's just like, uh, um. But I couldn't think of too many movies to where uh, had like this like darkness to them. But that one definitely is and is even a lot darker. And it doesn't have the like we said like the you know the fun the 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 like uh, you know dark comedy side that this one does. Right, just straight bleak. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, um it, I mean, it sounds very very dark and you know, speaking of like really really dark movies, uh my next puzzle piece is the David Spade movie Dickie Roberts former child star. Um <laughs> I never saw that movie. It, it's terrible, but <laughs> I don't. I I watched it once, very very mm. drunk, uh, probably stoned too, and I don't remember much about it. But uh, I mean, come on, it's about a former child star and the fucked up life he lived. So I mean, right? You know, it, it had to have at least come up in the minds at one point while they're making uh, this thing. <laughs> I do not remember it being very good though. So, uh, we'll, we'll just leave it at that, right? <laughs> I, I do love David Spade though. <laughs> I I never I've never been into David Spade at all. So uh I think that's why I I pretty much skipped that one altogether. I think you're not missing much. <laughs> <laughs> so so this isn't a puzzle piece that I should take back and be like, I've gotta seek this movie out. What I, what is it streaming on? I think you will be forgiven if you skip this one. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think it's a good cautionary tale for young Noah Jupe to uh, watch this and make sure things don't go that direction. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you got for your next piece? 
Well, also along the the same lines, because one one of the uh, well, not not the one you just mentioned, but uh, the heart is uh, deceitful above all things. Uh, along the same lines of it, I just I was thinking of the, like the uh, you know the, the 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 dirtiness of this movie, the, the like uh, kind of the underbelly of uh, you know childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought of uh, you know Harmony Corinne, and uh, especially uh, I have to believe it was his first movie, uh, Gumo, um, which is actually a it's a movie that's not really a movie. It's not necessarily a story. It's more of a, um, a like experience in a way, kind of like this one. Sure. Um, but there, there's, there's some really weirdness in that film. But uh, there's also some like, like, very sweet moments as well. Um, uh, there's a moment where. Um, the main character, he's like, uh, taking a bath and I think his mom's washing his hair and then she like feeds him a plate of spaghetti while he's in the bathtub. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's such a weird, but also like sweet moment. I just love, th- it- I love that you're describing Gummo as, as sweet right now. That's gotta <laughs> well, be a that, first. <laughs> that moment, that moment is sweet. There, there are some sweet things about that film. Yeah. Uh, it's the same way that strangely this movie has some some uh moments in it i mean uh like the the moment when um you know he he takes otis to the freeway to see the the marijuana growing Mm -hmm. and uh, you know there was just some weird like sweet moment between them that of course is like the you know the the climax of the movie but um it's just bizarre uh you know like how uh even in uh, I guess even in even in um, even in you know just the like I said the the dark underbellyhood of childhood there there still is some innocence and just some sweetness that sure I mean, so no absolutely I I could totally see that and uh, it's funny I actually I'm not sure yet if we're gonna do an episode on the movie Waves but I saw that the day after I saw Honey Boy and I was thinking of uh, just Harmony Korine in general as a puzzle piece right. for that movie and I also did think about him in general with this movie as well I think you're you're absolutely right um, just you know just showing that 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 strange world you know what I mean it's just so right. just so like awful but at the same time just fascinating you know right yeah fascinating that's that's definitely a good word to explain um and, and you know in in harmony Korean, um most of his movies aren't really movies they're they're kind of experiences you know in that almost john waters kind of way you know sure <laughs> sure so. absolutely well, uh, I only have one more piece, um, and for my last piece, I, I know I bring it up a lot. No, I'm not bringing up Evil Dead. It's another one <laughs> Another one I bring up a lot, though. Uh, adaptation and Synecdoche, New York, both from Charlie Kaufman. Uh, both very uh, strange movies in which he basically writes himself into the story, especially adaptation, but then the character writes himself into his own story in Synecdoche, New York. But um, just this this exploration of these narcissistic, self-obsessed, you know, people. And I mean, you know, of course, Shia LaBeouf did this with great intention and, you know, with with, with the the real uh, the real intention of of delving into himself, but I mean it is pretty freaking weird <laughs> to write a movie yeah. about yourself. And then I know I did read that he said that he never intended to star in it. I don't know if that's true or not, uh, but 
he certainly ended up there starring as his own father. That <laughs> is so strange, you know? Well, um, yeah. I, I'd heard that too, that, um, evidently, um, I, I was told that they, that it, I believe it was the director actually pushed him into playing the dad mm-hmm. saying that that would help, uh, with, you know, his, uh, this healing process that he was going through, right? That if he really wanted to understand and empathize with his dad, that he would actually play the role. And um, uh, I, from what I understand, originally, you know, he had no intention of writing this and actually doing anything with it. He wrote it, and it was not a movie. And then it's I probably guess more of an exercise or something. Yeah, and then and then it kind of became more into a movie. And then I think, uh, you know, the director, I think. I, I don't know how she even got involved, but I think, I think a lot of it, uh, the movie had to do um, with her as much as Shia, as far as actually uh, pushing it along. I, I think if there wasn't somebody that championed it and said, "Hey, this is this is pretty pretty great. We can do something with this," yeah, then it it would not have you know ended up happening. Because here's the thing: this thing happened fast because whenever you know uh, the. The, a lot of things are the timelines kind of screwy in the movie, but the uh, incident that sends him into rehab that he ends up, you know, writing this um, was when he was filming the peanut butter Falcon, right? Which yeah. was in 2017. And so the, you know, here it is 2019 peanut butter Falcon came out and this movie came out. So this movie, you know, um, it got, it got made fast. It sure did. Yeah, absolutely. That that is crazy. I had read that about that. That that was during Peanut Butter Falcon. That's wild. Yeah, <laughs> it's really wild. Yeah. Which, which is also weird because how Peanut Butter Falcon works is very much a companion to this film because Peanut Butter Falcon's a lot about his character forgiving himself. Sure. You know. Yeah. Uh, and then this one is about you know forgiving somebody else i think they work really well together yeah um and uh yeah i mean i i think because he he's a lot of interviews i've seen him do uh he's talking about uh how making peanut peanut butter falcon you know it 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 changed him in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and i think that along with him getting arrested and then going to rehab. And then I just think a lot of things like happened all at once that almost like, you know, it's like when, when, when things in life happen and like this magic happens. Sure. And that's kind of, um, all of this kind of happened at once. And then, you know, you got these two great movies in one year now. And, and, Um, and let the record state that, uh, Chad was in his corner the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that being said, I, I, I will, I will say this. Cause, uh, I never, I never knew like the young, uh, Shia stuff. Like I'm watching even Stevens now on Disney plus, uh-huh. uh, for the first time. And he's great as a kid. He is. Um, oh, wow. I mean, I, I, I got on the, the Shia bandwagon pretty late. I, I, I'll be honest. I yeah. Mean, American honey, I think was the first time where I was like, wait, this, this, this guy's pretty great. But I've loved basically everything i've seen oh since. all right then I'm, I'm on the same wavelength as you that's when i started to like him too <laughs> I but i mean i that. went back i went back and was like oh yeah you know what why do people rag on you know the raiders movie that he's in um yeah i don't know i think everything that i've seen him in i think i think he's uh pretty great yeah i'm not gonna not gonna join you with that one but uh <laughs> <laughs> do you have any other puzzle pieces 
Well, well, it's funny because I thought you were going to mention uh, the Florida project because, uh, you know, I just mentioned American Honey. I think a lot of this movie you can kind of see in a lot of uh, Shia's movies that he's done before, like mm-hmm. American Honey. Sure. Um, you know, and uh, this one was almost like the, uh, the you know, uh, the Florida pro- project was like the uh, uh, the movie to where, like, uh, innocence can still thrive even mm-hmm. when everything else is bleak and this is kind of almost the, the opposite in a way yeah <laughs> but uh but but the the, the whole living in a, a motel aspect sure, um, sure and then uh you know just with 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 uh american honey uh, which i remember when the florida project came out you said uh it was almost like uh the uh, kindergarten version of uh uh, American honey, right. Uh, something. Yeah. Like <laughs> and it is, it is pretty much just that the whole, like, uh, almost like not a care in the, not a care in the world, like freedom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, I think that's kind of how Shia's whole life has been is almost just this, like, uh, not, not necessarily freedom, almost like a free fall, really. Sure. Like, uh, <laughs> that's a different kind of freedom, but it is a freedom. <laughs> exactly. But it is a freedom. Um, yeah. so, so, so yeah. And then, uh, you know, at the same time, uh, I mentioned peanut butter Falcon, but I, I man down is a, is a good Shia movie, uh, where he actually plays, uh, somebody that has, uh, uh PTSD from war. Mm. And, uh, I just found that it was interesting the the role the roles that he had picked prior to this and uh he had no idea that he had uh PTSD from his childhood or anything but it's just that the roles that he was uh um you know drawn to uh, one of them was a, a PTSD movie uh and of course uh the uh, uh Borg versus McEnroe mm-hmm. film which uh, again kind of goes back to uh I, Tanya in a way of uh this person who's just uh you know the under the enormous amount of pressure to uh be the best they can from basically overbearing and you know a- abusive people yeah. uh, like uh, the whole whiplash thing where where does uh nymphomaniac fit into it all <laughs> That's what, that's what I want to know. <laughs> well, I think that fits in with the uh, with the uh, prostitutes okay. across the way. <laughs> you did it. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> so right on. I I will go ahead and do the finished puzzle, and then we will get into some uh, closing thoughts on Honey Boy. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. So finished puzzle includes private parts, Birdman. Her Smell, I, Tanya, Short Term 12, Whiplash, Thank You for Your Service, The Royal Tenenbaums, The Heart is a Deceitful Above All Things, Dickie Roberts, Former Child Star, Gummo, Synecdoche, New York, An Adaptation, The Florida Project, American Honey, Man Down, Borg vs. McEnroe, and I guess we might as well throw a nymphomaniac in there while we're at it. <laughs> All the Shia movies. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I... I really, really enjoyed this movie. When I first got out of it, I was like, okay, I love the audacity of what he did here. And I love the performances. And I I like a lot of the movie. It kind of... um, uh, The end started to rub me the wrong way a little bit. I felt it kind of got a little bit into 
uh, kind of melodrama schmaltzy a little bit with the dad and stuff at, at the very end. Um, but I, the more I think about it, the more I think that I'm happy that it wrapped up that way. And, and that it, you know, it really kind of delivered a happy ending after all that, you know, right. dysfunction. Right. <laughs> you know? right. Yeah. 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 So, and, and I, I think that's like the, the, the whole point of it anyway is, uh, it's, a it's just, you know, um, forgiving, um, uh, you know, uh, basically, uh, people, you know, that, uh, didn't do what they were supposed to do or, or, or screwed you up, uh, sure. especially, you know, the, the, the scars from your childhood that you have. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I think his, his, his lesson here, his takeaway is that, um, you know, he realizes that basically his, his dad was screwed up and at the same time um i, I think his his dad uh, or at least he 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 feels his dad did as best he could <laughs> with you know uh who he was and where he was in his life yeah um i mean and i think he's uh you know, forgiving the, the, the pain that, uh, his dad inflicted on him. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, it just, you know, take, taking, taking the love away from, you know, the, the hurt basically. And, sure. and, and just embracing the love as opposed to focusing on the hurt and, and, um, you know, uh, letting that fester. Uh, cause from what I understand is that, um, he had not talked to his dad for like seven years and this movie, him writing it, um, is what led to him actually speaking to his dad. Of course he, he talked to his dad and said, Hey, I'm going to make this movie and, uh, Mel Gibson's going to play it. I, he should have put that in the movie too. You know, there's the part when he goes to see the dad, which is so done in a very weird, surreal way. And the dad's dressed as a clown yep, and he's yep. still at the motel. And he should have, he should have told him, Hey, Mel Gibson's going to play you. That, that just would have been. What if, what if for just that scene, Mel Gibson was playing him? <laughs> no, that would right? be sweet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would have lost it. I would have lost it. I would have. <laughs> that, that's like a that's like an Easter egg for the fans. <laughs> um, one other thing I just wanted to mention: we didn't quite talk about Lucas Hedge as much, but I mean, man, just oh, yeah. great performance after great performance. This kid. I mean, everything he's in, he's so damn good, and he, he's right. He's so good in this. He really yeah. is. Yeah, we we were talking about him before we were recording. Yeah, and then once we started recording, we didn't mention. Him. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Uh. He his career, man. The the movies he's been involved with. I mean, just in the past like three years, it's amazing the 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 great movies and every film that he's in, even if he's just in it for a little bit, uh, he gives a great performance. I mean, him him and uh and the and the little kid in this, I mean, they they're perfect. Oh yeah, I mean, they 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 like um. I mean, it really does feel like it's the same person, and it does like. They they play Shia. I mean, yeah. they do. <laughs> yeah, they do, they do a great job, the two of them, and, and it just seamless uh, transitioning between right. the two. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, I can't say enough good about the two of them. Um, well, right on. Uh, I I think that about does it for uh, for right. Honey Boy. Uh, do you have something else you saw recently you'd like to recommend? 
Uh, yeah, actually, I do. Uh, well, what I was going to say b- before that, though, is actually I'm really excited about the uh, uh, David uh, David Ayer's uh, next movie, which uh, Shy is in, called The Tax Collector. Oh, I that's haven't even heard where, of that yet. Okay, that's the one where, like, uh, you may have seen uh, photos of Shia. He's, like, all tatted up uh-huh. like you know almost like uh jared leto as joker uh, <laughs> and uh i mean hey i don't know a whole lot about it i've just seen some pictures and i know it's shy and david Ayer, so i'm like yes so um the tax collector i and i think like some of the schedules i've seen have had it like coming out this year i think so maybe it's going to be next year or sometime i don't know okay but uh yeah um but yeah as far as movies um I seen lately and this one goes along with this one perfectly. And I wasn't even thinking this, but, um, light of my life, um, which, uh, I just watched that last night. Uh, it's on prime video and, um, I know you weren't real big on it, but I love, love, love that movie. I thought it was so fantastic. It's one of my favorite movies this year. Right um, on. And, um, the fact that it is a good positive relationship of a father and child sure of course it's the daughter um but um it's almost like the anti of this movie <laughs> totally yeah, yeah but uh I, I i i just thought that that was just like the perfect one to to, to mention mm-hmm. um and uh i mean i i couldn't believe how much i liked that movie i just thought it was so so good um and i just as an extra puzzle piece i'll say that the road is a puzzle piece uh, for uh, light of my life. Awesome, yeah. We we didn't we never got to do an episode, but uh, no, I I did like that movie quite a bit. I I just uh, maybe didn't love it as much as I was hoping for, or as much as you did. Right. But I I definitely liked it a lot, though. I definitely think yeah. people should check it out. And and you know, and and Casey Affleck, he he's one of those kind of like Shia too that uh, he 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 keeps things interesting. I'll say that. <laughs> sure. Um, and I. I think a lot of people, you know, don't like him. I, I think a lot like Shia. Um, but uh, <laughs> I think, um, to me, I think that movie, uh, if, if anybody has any issues with uh, uh, Casey Affleck and thinks he's a scumbag or whatever, they watch that movie. I think, uh, you know, it, it's, it's got a lot of heart. It's a, it's a, it's a really caring movie. Uh, I was totally blown away. Awesome. Well, Chad, you got uh, anything you'd like to plug before we uh, let you go? No, I think that's about it. All um, right. Yeah. Oh, it's good. I, it's uh, good to have you back on the show. It's been a little while since your last time, but uh, wait, was it was yeah. uh, the Peanut Butter Falcon the last one you were on? That either that or Joker. I don't yeah, remember, one of those uh, two. But but it's funny because uh, I saw when you saw uh, Honey Boy, you checked in. You said something like Joker too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, though. I, I, it's funny because I was an thinking origin about, story. I, I was thinking about Joaquin. Um, at, this year, in many ways, is the year of performance artists. I think because I think Joaquin is a performance artist, mm-hmm. and I think Shia LaBeouf is a performance artist as well. Um, and the big difference, though, what I see, I see Joaquin as Joaquin. He he he'll take any like lie. And make you think that it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and that's why he's so good at, at the stuff that he does. Like, you know, all these, these wacky antics 
of on talk shows and interviews he does. He never remembers anything that he says because he he's just saying whatever comes to his mind and whatever that lie is at that moment that he says, he can make you believe it. Right, and that's why right. he's a great actor. Now, Shia, I think, on the other hand, I think he speaks the truth of whatever moment he's in. Now, that truth may change in the next five minutes, but in that five <laughs> minutes, that is the truth. And so I think they're both great performance artists, those in a totally different way. But this is the year of uh obviously joaquin and shia the the performance artists so right on i love it well uh thanks chad and we will get you back again soon man all right looking forward to it we interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast to bring you an exciting announcement You love movies and TV. We know you do because you're spending your precious time listening to this awesome podcast. And if you love this podcast, we've got another we think you might like. I'm Shannon. And I'm Phaedra. And we are Stinger, the entertainment podcast. We're two fangirls who love TV and movies just like you. And every two weeks we discuss what we're watching from Netflix to Hulu to Amazon to network TV, movies we've seen, and what's coming up next in entertainment. We hear so many people ask, what should I binge watch next? Or is that movie really worth seeing in the theater? If you have those questions, we're here for you. And you can decide which one of us is right. So check us out on your favorite podcast app, or you can listen on our website, stingerpodcast.com. Just search for Stinger Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Or connect with us on social media. We're Stinger Podcast everywhere. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Honey Boy with our buddy Chad Clinton Freeman. If you're enjoying piecing it together, we would love to hear from you. Uh, You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser, uh, or you could always just get in touch with me. You could either get in touch with me on social media at PiecingPod or join the Facebook group Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, a movie discussion group, or uh, just email me. My email address is bydavidrosen at gmail.com, or you could also find a contact form on our website, piecingpod.com. So, you know, I would love to hear what you guys are thinking of the show. We're, we're going into a whole new year, and then March will be the beginning of a, a new year year for the show. It'll be the beginning of year three. So uh, we, we want to keep making the show better for you. So we're, we really appreciate everybody that's been out there listening and all the great feedback we've gotten over these last couple of years. Uh, but if you've been listening and you've had some thoughts and maybe you never did get in touch with us to let us know what you think, uh, now's the time because we're going to start making a few little changes here, some tweaks and, uh, you know, lots of stuff planned for the new year. So get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, also, if you'd like to be on an episode of Piecing It Together, we're always looking for new co-hosts. So absolutely get in touch. So uh, why don't we close this thing out with a piece of music, as we always do. You know what, this is a kind of an odd track in my my discography of my albums. Um, and I've always loved this track, but it's it's kind of strange, and so I think it would be a good fit for something like Honey Boy, because it's a strange story, a strange movie. Um, so this is a, a unique opportunity to play a track like this. This is called Out of Everything. It's from my third album, Head Like Fire, and uh, it's kind of a, a meshing of lots of different styles, just kind of thrown together and turned into something just 
just weird and explosive and uh yeah hopefully you enjoy it so this is out of everything from head like fire and we'll be back with more piecing it together including some of these special end of the decade episodes coming up real soon